The disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect. Ben, I ain't bothered! The disrespect. The disrespect. With Effia answer. White men can jump. Pardon? So wait till I swallow this or no? No, you can continue. I don't continue. Them to hear me like cheering out banana on the mic. Well, it's recording anyway, so okay, right, they're going right. to hear you. They've been hearing you. Yeah? You can be shocked. All right. <laughs> well, hello, 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 everyone. Sorry you had to hear that little interaction between me and my best mate, Zoa. So welcome back to the Disrespect Podcast. As I mentioned before, I have a very special guest with me before. Some of you may know him as the light-skinned guy that's always on my Instagram that you're DMing me like, who is that? Well, here he is, man of the hour, Zoa. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> yes, that deep voice. You're about to get me bare views for these girls. Like, ah! Chris Brown. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so what? you're not supposed to swear. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay, don't worry, I can edit that out. No, I can't, but it's fine, we move. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the Disrespect Podcast. I was like, before I got my mate Zoa, and today we're going to be talking about race and dating. So are you ready, Zara, to get into this really deep go. topic? Uh, first thing before we get into it, I just want to say once again, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I really love and respect all of you who listen. So yeah, we're going to get right into it. So first things first, I'm going to just, for those of you who don't know Zoa, Zoa's my friend. Zoa is very, Zoa is <laughs> the most attractive person I know. Yeah, you can laugh, but, it, but statistically Shut speaking, in terms of like what is considered attractive, especially now in our day and age, I think well, that you're okay. kind of fit perfectly. You're light yeah. skin, which is definitely on the move because everyone loves the best of both. Fashionable and, at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, fashionable <laughs> at the moment is true. <laughs> 50 years ago, Trendy. someone would have dashed it and been like, I don't want that mess. But yeah, light skin. How tall are you? 6'3". You're 6'3". 6'3". 6'3". Got a little beard. Your boxes. Like, you just, you look like, you know, better looking version of Chris Brown. So, what I'm gonna, so now you guys know that Zoa is, Zoa's attractive. And Zoa, now saying that you're attractive, what do you, what do you find attractive? What do you find attractive? What do I find attractive? Yeah. Like, in, um, in women, do you date certain, do you have a specific type? And there's no shame. Have, no one's gonna come for you. I don't have there. a specific type at all, I think. I go for, I think, so attraction can sort of bring you in, mm-hmm. like, can sort of obviously attract you, but I think what what, what will keep the relationship going is, it, it needs to be something a lot more deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It needs to be how you, wow, deepness. how you get along. No, I don't care about deepness right now in relationships. I'm talking yeah. about, what's the first attraction. thing you see? Do you have, like, first a certain, do you like curly hair? Do you like a light eyes? Do you like big lips? Like, what's that? Is that do you just see a white girl with a bit of a back and go, oh my god, wow? <laughs> Don't worry, no one's gonna come for you. He's thinking, guys. He's thinking. <laughs> He's thinking. I, I think. Getting cut. I think when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When I was younger. How old are you now? I grew up. People. So I'm 24 now. Yeah, so I was grown. <laughs> he acts. He acts 15 at times, but he's technically an adult. I think. Um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I used to go for generally 
white girls yeah. because I was I grew up in an area that was mm-hmm. all that was a very white area. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And then before that, I was in Spain, which mm-hmm. is also majority white. Mm-hmm. And it's only once I came to sort of when I came to sort of back to England from Spain, which mm-hmm. is where I grew up, mm-hmm. where I started seeing more people that looked like me, mm-hmm. where I started uh, kind of engaging, engaging more with with with. Uh, people that look like me in, the, in, in my sort of community mm-hmm. as um, I grew up very out of touch with my with, your... with my African side as uh-huh. a half half black a half, half white, white so yeah. half African my and you, African. Grew up, you grew up with your mum's side and I grew up with my mum's side so you so, were kind of indoctrinated yeah. not indoctrinated but you were raised more from that kind yeah, of exactly, perspective exactly that's understandable yeah. I get that yeah wow okay very in terms of type, I don't mm-hmm. have I don't have a preference. You don't have all. a preference at, at all. all no. You think it's wrong for people to have preferences? I don't I don't think it's wrong at all. To be mm-hmm. honest, I think something I think there's nothing wrong with a preference. I think as long as you know, sort of why. Yeah, that I is. think I think that's not an important understanding why you like a specific kind of person. And yeah. once you understand why, kind of analyzing if that does have racial undertones exactly, to yeah. it. Because I, um, if y'all have just seen my Instagram or whatever, my past two boyfriends have been white, and the majority—not all of them, but the majority of the people that I have dated have been um, of the Caucasian race. Yeah. You know, the mountains of Caucasus. So, <laughs> And why? And is there any particular reason for that? Or I think because I grew like like you. I grew up in a uh, white area as well. Yeah. I grew up in Dulwich. It's a lovely area. I love where I'm from. I'm not ashamed of where I'm from at all. But there weren't as many black people. Yeah. So I just kind of was used to just seeing white boys everywhere, and not even just that, just from the media, everything that when watching High School Musical, all of my friends loved Chad, but with me, Troy was everything. Mm. I was like, oh, I love that silky hair and the blue eyes. <laughs> but yeah, as I got older, um, when I went to secondary school, I kind of started noticing a, certain more thi- a few more things, like all the girls that were, when they spoke, it was funny. And when they um, said something, all the boys would go towards them and they were cool. They were the like light-skinned ones or the white ones. Whereas when dark-skinned girls spoke, they were just annoying and loud and ratchet, which is something I had to deal with. And from about year eight, I started being like, um, not like heavily bullied to the point where it's mm. like, oh my God, I hate my life. It was just, I started getting quite heavy teasing yeah. from this group of boys and they were majority, um, not majority, they were pretty much all black or and um, Asian. Yeah. And they would like take the piss out of me and not just in terms of how I was, in terms of like my personality, because I'm not going to lie, I was one annoying ass kid. I'll give, I'll let them know that I was irritating, but is the fact that they always had to bring my looks into it. Yeah. It was always like, oh my God, Effia's butters, look at her nose. They used to say I look like this football player called Dino Javinio. <laughs> some <laughs> worm. <laughs> no, I had some worm head. <laughs> he had the fattest head and they always used to be like, Effia looks like yeah. Javinio. And how, did that, that, how did that make you feel? No, and I tell you, that not my confidence, mate. I yeah. hated the way I looked from that point until yeah. about until I got back from Ghana in 2014 or 15 I completely hate everything about the way I looked and do you think that changed that really did change yeah my perspective. what you were attracted to and your perspective on no it kind of pushed of... me toward more towards white men because the first men who gave me attention and who made me feel like I was attractive and yeah where, where the um white boys 
Not okay. all of them, but quite a few of them be like, oh yeah, I feel So you felt like, like there was a lack hair. of appreciation from from black men. Black men. One hundred percent. And I still sometimes feel that in a way today, just from what you see on TV and in the media, like um it's bad enough we get from white people, but a lot of it does come from black men as well. Let me um find this extract from this book that I'm reading called Slay in Your Lane. It's written by uh Yomi and Elizabeth. Uh, at Slain Your Lane, Black Girl Bible. I definitely recommend any black girl to get this book and read it. It's fa- absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to read a little passage from it. And it's a quotation from Eldridge Cleaver, who was the early leader of the Black Panther Party and a self-confessed rapist. So he wrote this wow. in his book called um, Soul on Ice. So he'd write, he, he said, I jump over 10 nigger bitches just to get to one white woman. woman. Ain't no such thing as an ugly white woman. Their softness about a white woman, something delicate and soft inside of her. But a nigger bitch seems to be full of steel, granite hard and resisting. I can't analyse it, but I know the white man made the black woman the symbol of slavery and the white woman the symbol of freedom. Every time I'm embracing a black woman, I'm embracing slavery. And when I put my arms around a white woman, well, I'm hugging freedom. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you and he mate, he was the early leader of the Black Panther Party. Wow. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. hits it hits hard, doesn't it? It hurts when you read it like that. Just like, oh yeah. Yeah. I ju- How and, does that make you feel reading that? Like trash. Like it just part of me is like, oh my god, this is it, in a way that kind of mindset has morphed into our modern perspective even when you look at like rappers and stuff always rapping about you know i want a red bone girl light skin all this stuff like always rapping yeah. about how lighter is better and if there are any dark skin girls in the music videos mm. they're just in the back with a huge butt shaking and then it their ass often, it, would, it would often be sort of uh the white girls that are celebrated it would be it would mm. most of the time it would be white girls with black features yes. that are celebrated so the features of black women mm-hmm. celebrated on white bodies Zoe, are you so wise sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're definitely right. Like, there's a part of this book, the book that I'm reading, um, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. Slane Lane. There's, there's a little section here called, in the part that I'm reading, the chapter I'm called is, the chapter I'm reading is called, <clears throat> Does He Like Black Girls? And yeah. the part, in, there's a part in it that is, um, the subtitle is, what white girls are evolving and that's from the part that Eldred Cleaver was talking about. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, in a way, Black women are kind of being let, like letting them be known. Like, yeah, you're being edged out. You're not special. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because in there's a part in this book where uh, there's a quote from Trick Daddy. He's a rap artist in America. From he was on Love and Hip Hop Miami, and he worked with Trina. Okay. I'm just letting it know right now that Trick Daddy is absolute trash for what he said. He basically has been talking. He made a little comment about how. Um, Spanish bitches and white bitches are evolving and learning how to fry chicken. Yeah, hold on. Here I got it. Y'all black hoes bear tighten up. I'm telling you, tighten up. Y'all doing all this extra shit for nothing. Tighten up, ho. These Spanish and white hoes are getting spliffy with it. They fuck around and learn how to fry chicken. You hoes is useless. How does that make you feel, Zella? As a black man, what does that make you think and feel? Just sort of disgusted in a way. I think mm-hmm. hearing that from it's from, mad, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think. It's... And mind you, Trick Daddy Dark. You man, yeah, go and Google yeah, Trick yeah. Daddy right now. Trick Daddy Dark. Yeah. He's a dark skin Batman. Like, 
and he's out here telling us black women that we're nothing it's crazy mm. and um I'm going to get into a little bit more of the sociological side of what we're talking about. So in terms of like race and dating, your preference, race will always have a, a impact on dating. And like, look, for from a study, a study from AYI, now first met in 2014, black men are 16% more likely to contact non-black women than black women online in the UK. And data from OkCupid says that black women receive the fewest messages of all users and men are least likely to respond to likes from black women. What do you think that's saying? What do I think that's saying? I mm-hmm. think a large reason for that might be the uh, the media and how mm-hmm. sort of black women are betrayed. Definitely, 100%. Uh, do you want to know the most sought out after women? What is that? Have a guess of who do you think the most sought out after women are. And I'll give you a clue. It's not white women. The most sought out after women from men of all races. Of all races? Mm-hmm. Who do In they seek out? In terms of racially? Women? Yeah, racially. The women um, they seek out the most. This thing. Wow, okay. So hold on. I would have I would have expected it to be white women. I would have expected it to be white women too. They're a close is second. Is it Asian? It is. Wow, it is, okay. It, it is like... So, um, okay, this, is, this, this Asian makes a lot women. of sense. It's, Right, because how me, are East way, Asian women portrayed in pornography and media? In pornography, in media, they're portrayed as, as, as submissive yes. women who yes. will sort of, do you know what I mean? Oh, so you're so silly, this. <laughs> this is okay. Sorry. One hundred percent. When they see, so sort of the, the way that the media might portray or people might mm-hmm. uh, feel about black women is this power, like this, it's it's it's, it's um. Is it intimidating? It's, it's almost intimidation. It's like, oh, I want I want someone I can control, someone I can sort of... Yeah. Someone that would submit, submit to me. Submit to me. And, yeah, I think... Um, it's nuts. That, 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 says, that says a lot, to be honest with you. When me. I heard that, it really did surprise me. And I spoke to my yeah. good friend, uh, Kim Ann, about this. Shout out to my girl, Kim. I know you're yeah. listening. Kim's a real one. Kim always tunes in. So, um, she is half Asian. She's half Vietnamese. I'm yeah. Vietnamese. And she says that she did kind of feel like that a little bit with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Because his group of friends, which my ex-boyfriend was part of that group of friends, they often have conversations mm. about their types and preferences. And a couple of them had mentioned that Asian women were at the top tier and not any particular kind of Asian, not South Asian. Yeah. They were talking as particular East Asian, like Oriental yeah. women um, where their specific preference and she said that used to make her feel very uncomfortable because yeah. she wouldn't want to feel like she'd have to act a certain way submissive quite, and if you've met Kim Kim is not submissive in any sense yeah. she'll cut you so that that kind of did make her feel uncomfortable and I feel like that does have a very this whole idea of like race and preferences can have a negative effect yeah definitely on dating especially for women because we're already being judged just for being women on how we look and act and then when you add that whole other layer on race on top it makes it very difficult so this is very interesting but i'm going to slide on to a little bit of a um, different topic now in terms of like how like me and zoe date so uh zoe do you have any like um dating apps or whatever um, I'm on Tinder. So uh, I was on Tinder, ladies. <laughs> you said that. So, so if you I'm see me, uh, give me a little swipe. Yeah, swipe right. To be honest with you, I'm not really on dating right now at the moment. I used to be on like all the time. I used to. Like, used Let's to talk about it in the past. Like, when you're on the, the past time. Sense. 
would you find like a particular sense when girls are messaging you would you think they try and portray themselves in a certain way did you have a certain influx of women is it mainly white so you so as when i started dating i think it was most of the women that i would attract Mm -hmm. would be uh particularly white girls that mm-hmm. were looking for like the Chris Brown or like they liked hip hop but, but they didn't want they wanted to go they wanted to dip their feet in but they didn't want to go all the way they wanted to be like oh I like I like a bit of hip hop but I don't I like a little bit but like <laughs> <What>? not too <laughs> do you know what I mean like, they just wanna, I you just want to dip your foot in the water but you don't want to you don't want to go all the way they just want to have a little taste yeah. do you know it's what I mean? so. all this racial stuff on Tinder and stuff yeah. has made me definitely delete the app more than once I did have Tinder for a bit. I don't have it anymore. Mm. If you see me on there, it's not me. Um, (laughs) No, I did have it for a bit. And the messages I get so well, like from... Crazy. Crazy. Madness. I'd have men messaging me just the chocolate bar three times and the lips. And I'm just like, I'm match. Goodbye. You have got... It's so hard dating when you're a black woman. I don't think you understand because... You're just so, you just don't, obviously I'm going to be myself, but mm. you just don't want to come off a certain way because men instantly will judge you, especially yeah. they're like, I've had guys, the first day I had Tinder, two men messaged me saying, you're trying to be my African princess. I was like, yeah. mate, I'm from London. I don't know all <laughs> this. It's kind of like they're trying to exoticize you. And then yeah. when I do stop like kind of stagnate and talking to someone, I remember once a guy had messaged me twice and I had a message him back. He got angry. He was like, "You should, you should, you should feel lucky. I'm messaging you anyway." Wow. I know. I was just like, "I'm not about to argue with him." It's kind of like, "How did you feel when they when he said that?" It was real. At first, it was just like it was a little hurtful, but then yeah. it kind of turned to like, um, "Who are you?" Mm. I think it's about like because I'm quite confident in myself. I'm very lucky to be as confident as I am. But there are there are girls out there who don't feel like that. They're just kind of pushed aside as the dark girl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But honey, I want you to know now that you are golden and you are a queen and you are stunning. Don't let the media or these men on Tinder make you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel and you should be flattered for them to even message you. Uh-uh, none of that mess. Zoe, you got anything to add to that? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you said, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Think. So yeah, I think it's important we, to um, carry on. I think it's the most important. I think for me, one of the most challenging things I've faced sort of growing up is just more the sort of defining myself and not letting others define you. Mm-hmm. That was that's always been sort of my in terms of like race and stuff. Because in I, terms of race, in terms of just who you are, who exactly. you want to be. Yeah, because even when sometimes I'll just be talking yeah. just to someone and they'll be like mm-hmm, yeah girl I hear you like yeah, so my yeah, girl yeah, I'm yeah. like what, wait what, wait wait a minute where did yeah. that come from like people try and even if they're trying to be nice try and squeeze you into a box whether yeah. it be dating or making friends or just being out do you find that when you go out like people are like yo man like fist bumping you and stuff like that this is a little off topic but um, it's yeah I've, I've, I've definitely found that especially in, in, people try and bring out your blackness areas. yeah uh, I was at a party recently actually mm-hmm. and um always out I saw <laughs> <laughs> so this guy go, this guy goes up to my mate and he's like you alright mate shakes his hand just like formal hand yeah he comes to me but like they're both white so this and then this guy comes to me he's like you alright brother and he goes with a fist bump and I'm like oh okay fist bump me in your neck you should have <laughs> and he fist bumps me and I'm like okay yeah I get All that right. a lot as well yeah. even so when like even if I've been on a date or something with a guy yeah. and I say something like 
I'm very quick-witted. I'll let that be known now. My tongue's quick. Yeah. If I come up with something witty or quick or off the bat, I never get out. Wow, you're so intelligent. I get, mm. Mm, yeah, girl. Like, I will click mm. his fingers like, okay, Miss Sassy. And I'm like, why does it, why do we have to always, always be at Sassy? Why mm. can't it just be like, black women can just be intelligent without having to, you yeah. know, have a neck roll or it be connected to an insult? So, yeah, this has been a very interesting segment. So, right now, me and Zoe are going to get into some responses that you, my lovely, I'm not going to say fans, my friends. Have, <laughs> yeah, I'm not at that level yet to be saying fans. I know everyone who messaged me. So, you, my lovely friends, have um, sent me on Instagram. So, I put something up saying opinions about race and dating. So, I'm going to be reading some of these out, reading out the Instagram um, handles. So, um, yeah, my best my best boy Ruben. Hey Ruben, shout out to my boy Ruben. Go check out his Instagram. Hi Ruben. All right, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're just getting in there with the ASMR. Uh, so Ruben said, um, racial preference is a thing to be fair, but saying I would never date a guy slash girl due to their race is effing racism. What do you think about that, Zoa? Do you agree with that? So saying that I would never date I would never date an Asian guy. Like mm. uh, I'd never date like. I think it's, it's close-minded. I think you never you, you never know what the person might be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think closing off a whole race is is, is, is quite a close-minded view. To be honest, or the, I would say I would say it is close-minded in certain. It depends on yeah. who's saying it though, because I'm not gonna lie. I do completely understand why black people, some black people, don't date out their race. Just okay, because of the racism they've experienced. Not me per se. Yeah. I date out my race and in my race and all of the in between. I, mm. I can't care less. If you're paying, you're paying. But, but some what black. Does it become? Does your race not become your race? Do you I, see, know, do you see I, I get like, you. There's a, there's a sort of spectrum, isn't there? I just understand from a certain point of view why, um, especially black women in general, don't yeah. want to date white men because they kind of feel like there's a power imbalance. Okay. And Sina maybe they feel like they won't be fully understood because even in my yeah. relationships and certain aspects and times when certain things would happen or would be said, I would say to my boyfriend at the time, i try and explain this to them. They'd be like, yeah, I get it. But I'm still a bit confused. And I'm like, at the end of the day, you're never 100% going to fully get it. So maybe that's why certain people of colour would prefer to date other people of colour because they completely understand yeah. the social ramifications, stereotype and all this stuff. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you get offended if you're listening, white people will never 100% understand. No mm. matter how deep they get into it, they will never one hundred percent, not even one hundred percent, even like fifty percent, just get it. Just yeah. walking into a shop and you know they're looking at you because you're black and they're yeah. following you around that stuff. They'll just never get it. They'll be like, oh no. So I kind of understand that in a sense, but I definitely think it is a positive thing to date outside your race. It kind of opens you up a bit more. Do you think for you it's been a positive thing? I do think it's been a positive thing. I don't think it's been a positive or a negative thing. I just think it's been a thing. Like, I've never been, like, um, had abuse hurled at me in the street because I've been with someone who's white. I have had little comments made at me. Yeah. Which I'm about to be let know now. If you are a person who has made any of these comments to anybody of colour, like, stop that mess now. Like, nip it in the bud. Like, I've had people who, um, say to me about my old boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, are you date Like, do you date white boys because you want your kids to have good hair? Or, oh my God, you just... You're one of those black girls who date a white guy. Or, oh my God, yeah. like... Oh, you're only dating, and this is coming from black, white people, Asian people, whoever. Like, oh, your boyfriend must be really submissive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting as well how they how that becomes a thing when it's when it's when it's when it's 
on your own it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a black girl dating a white guy but on the on the other hand say it's a black guy with a white girl it's considered it's like it's quite normalized like a trophy yes. in a way when black men date white women yeah. there's nothing wrong with it they're actually kind of praise in a way like Kanye West is like yeah he's mm. doing it you've got Kim K oh, all of this stuff but then when you get someone like Doja Cat her boyfriend's just some regular white dude with long mm. hair who makes music everyone's getting at her like oh my well not everyone it was mainly just but her black men on Twitter yeah oh my god he can't hack it who does she think she is oh my yeah. god she ain't really look at all that ass and she's with a white guy I bet she's like the one who wears the trousers. It's mm. like black women can never be delicate and soft and want to be, you know, yeah. small Hi- little things and held. Hypersexualized. And, yeah, hypersexualized, aggressive, aggressive, sapphire caricature. So um, we're going to move on to another comment. So I've got Josh here, Josh Nadell saying, Shout out to my dad, Josh. Josh. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> you, so you and Josh would get on really well. Yeah, yeah, you would. But I'm gonna. Maybe just, I'm Josh. May, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so uh, Josh says, I think dating outside your race is brilliant, and you gain knowledge and become more cultured. That's what Josh said. Josh is yeah, race. definitely. I think I think I think Josh has made a valid point there. I, I think, think so too. I know a lot about white culture to, now, to like sort of... drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Bangers and mash. <laughs> Um, no I think it's important I think I think if you don't know if you haven't had any friends for example if you haven't grown up with people from a certain race Uh then you're just gonna you're not gonna know you're g't be so ignorant towards the, towards that culture it's true like that. that is another thing that is yeah. with me and dating though I can't date white boys who don't mm. know any black people because they're just gonna say something that's this yeah, or yeah. do something that's gonna piss me off I'm kind of yeah. not gonna lie kind of only I pref- from what I've seen especially in Bristol I prefer to date white people who are from an area that's more like diverse like London or Birmingham or okay. Manchester that's this from what I've seen yeah in differences like I've been on dates with guys who are from like the deep ends of Wales and yeah. in the middle of nowhere and they 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 don't really act right in my opinion yeah. or they and make what me is, feel certain. what is acting right to you acting right to me is just you know kind of being down with the culture but not really like trying to force it like I found with them they try and force things or they try and make themselves so sound more black so you say down with the culture but what, what does that mean to you? being down with the culture to me means just having like being like like understanding educated. history just educated yeah. not trying to force it just being yourself really just being like oh yeah like, that, like I find that interesting or actually listening to black people or black women and if, mm. if we start talking about like I don't know race at the, yeah. on, on the first day or whatever or something like that comes up or I tell a story about something that's happened to me I quite like a whole understand. oh wow that's really interesting or trying to delve in deep and trying to actually listen and understand instead of dominating the conversation in sense of oh well I would never do that you know me yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, really not I'm not racist at all sort of yeah and I find that people who are from London mainly or have grown up in a diverse area they don't do that in my opinion from just what from what I've seen not yeah. to say that everyone who's from a small village or whatever mm. is uncultured. No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Just from my own personal experience. Yeah. Do you, is there a certain type of white girl that um, is seen as more accepted or... From my perspective? Yeah. Um, well, just to remind, I don't have, I don't have a preference mm-hmm. just to sort of... Uh, Hone that in. Again. But um, in, in terms of attraction... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's on similar, similar to you in the way that um, 
I think someone that someone this this this. I think just a good listener, someone that's open-minded, someone that won't just cut you off. And when you're, yeah, when you're like talking a, about yeah. um, your experience, and your culture, and your beliefs. Yeah, this yeah, is actually cool. quite close to what Naya is saying. She says, um, you shouldn't water yourself down to at any point or tolerate disrespect or mockery. There should be respect for cultural practices and beliefs and acknowledgement of struggles. I think that is so well said. Yeah, definitely. She only 18 as well. Yeah, girl. Keep that attitude in life and you'll you'll go far. So um, Empathy ki- is, is definitely so important. Definitely. You need to have like a level of understanding, I think, in terms of if you are dating, I think when you are dating someone of a different race, yeah. and I'm talking about the, the white person in the situation, if it is a white and they may not be able to fully empathize, but I think as long as they can, they can try. They can they can try. Or, well, they could probably they can sympathize, but they can empathize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. So um yeah, my um kicks shout out to kicks. Kicks always has really interesting things to say. Um, kicks says. White girls who date black boys think they automatically can't be racist. And they're often the most mm. racist of them all towards women of colour. Now, I ain't saying kicks is right, but I ain't saying kicks is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zoe, you're, you're, you're a black boy. I think you should talk about that. You should talk on this one. So white girls who date black boys think they automatically can't be racist. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? No, I completely disagree with that statement. I okay. Think. Tell us why. Tell Kicks why. Wait, wait, let me just repeat no, that yeah, question again. White girls who date black slash brown boys think they automatically can't be racist. <laughs> yeah, no. There's, uh, uh, well, some of the cases, mm-hmm. obviously some people might might, might think that. Do you ever um, feel fetishised by white women? Or I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes definitely. I think someone sort of. I think when you're when you're a person of color, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time you can be seen, seen as, as, as the stereotype and as the color, and not sort of what's behind that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think a lot of people might not be interested in, or they want to see you for that sort of. Uh, they want to see that side come out, yeah. Instead of actually what's past that, and I think. In the past, when I've had, when I've been with people that have been of color, or spent time with people, of, uh, I was seeing someone that was mixed race a little while back for, mm-hmm. for a small amount of time. But, um, but yeah, I think um, color doesn't become a thing, and then you can sort of get past, and it's like who's the person behind that instead of just the, the just, yeah the surface yeah level. the surface level. So to continue, we had to stop the recording because it, we, we we had been talking for a while and the, the computer was like, you need to wrap this up. So yeah, to continue, um, I'm going to find a couple more of what I find interesting. Oh, here we go. Often feels like a lot of darker skinned black girls are at the bottom of the barrel in dating. I definitely can agree with that being yeah. a dark skinned woman myself. And even like... Um, it kind of definitely that definitely heavily relates to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like black women black women being made to feel like they should even be like flattered that a white guy is talking to them or even being told that they're like the prettiest black girl in the club or whatever it's stuff like that that can really um really hurt the hurt like black women's confidence and feelings 
because like once again I'm going to read a little extracts from um Slay in Your Lane so this is page 265 and here we go as we saw in Being Susan Storm, when black women are represented or celebrated it is because they are considered to be in line with white beauty standards. A study conducted by Kevin Alkeenan revealed that black women in magazine adverts were found to be more Caucasian in appearance than the average black woman, having lighter complexions, lighter eyes, smaller nose and lip ratios. The same study found that these women were more likely to have Caucasian attributes than their male counterparts. Another example of how the Western standard of beauty is gendered and how it affects black women to a more significant degree. With black women on the bottom rung of the idealized beauty ladder, proximity to whiteness can become the next best thing to whiteness, even within our own community. So, um, that, yeah, it's really well written. So it kind of um, talks about like being lighter in a way kind of makes you more attractive and definitely like that's in terms of colorism but in in regards to like this statement and question it definitely can be made to feel that black women if they don't especially dark-skinned women because usually dark-skinned women don't won't have um caucasian actually like um features um it kind of can be made to make you feel like the media is telling you that you're nothing you're just yeah. not in the magazines you're not beautiful and media does have a lot of um impact on how we view dating and stuff mm. so yeah i think that was a really great question <laughs> tommy said that um her opinion on race and dating is a stress yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's just stress it can be quite stressy um kissy gentle says shouts kitty thank you for your um statement there shouldn't be a problem love is love i think that's sweet but i don't think it's that simple what do you think sir it's, I, I do agree with her to an extent. I think it shouldn't. If you do love someone, then 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 I think especially being your yeah, product, it of could be that bigger than love, it should be bigger than that than than, than race mm -hmm. and culture. I think mm -hmm. that's something that can. I don't think it should be something that should be dismissed though. Obviously, I'd love to live yeah. in a world where, oh my God, I just love who I love and there are no problems. But yeah. not. We live in a world that's built on white supremacy and patriarchy. So white men are always going to have a foot over whoever they're dating, whether yeah. it be white women, black women, Latina women, whoever. Also, just to note, because we have, me and Zoe have been talking about this in a heterosexual stance, because we are both um, straight. As far as I'm, I know, Zoe is straight. So... <laughs> So we've just been talking about this from a heterosexual stance, but I definitely, I didn't really get many um, uh, homosexual, uh, like, um, people from, um, questions from, like, homosexual stances. Actually, what well, did? Yeah, so just to add that on, um, sorry that this has been very, like, straight, because, you know, me and Zoe are straight, so we're talking about it from our own opinion. But yeah, hopefully we can do another one mm. and maybe talk about this from the LGBTQI um, department. So yeah, um, Zoe, are you looking for a statement that you want to make? Oh, that's interesting. I think this this one's uh, from Alice okay. Maria Walsh. Shout out to Alice. Hi, Alice. Uh, so she's in... So her parents are in an interracial couple, so that's always been my normal. I think that's, that's interesting because I have as well, and obviously I mm -hmm. have that black dad and a white mum. Mm -hmm. We love and, um, it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was that was uh I think if 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 that is your situation, I think it's important to be aware of the experience that your your son will have mm -hmm. being mixed race. And I think You say that to that, me? 
No, I'm just oh, saying to any, any interracial couple oh, okay. well, like, growing up. I was about to be like, how do you know my son's about to be mixed yeah. race? I could turn around and marry a black king. It's shock exactly. everyone. Exactly. <laughs> but um, for me, I think it was, it was quite difficult for my mum to empathise mm-hmm. with sort of racial issues I was going through oh, as okay. a young as a young boy growing up in southern Spain, which was which was all right. And I think it took us some time to sort of understand mm-hmm. uh, my experience. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's something that she can't ever really fully empathise with, but she can she can try to that's just something that's for sort of interracial couples to be aware of. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely yeah that is something that needs to be made. Like Mm. if you are an interracial couple when if you are you know I, that's how I was about to say if you, if you do produce children yeah. <laughs> if you do have kids that is definitely something that um, the, one of the parents may have to deal with if it is a white and um, person of colour um, relationship that's something that the white parents going to have to be in touch with and understand mm. and maybe they'll never fully understand like I've had people say to me um, if you are and this has been from other black people maybe yeah. black men I've had this more than once what if you are to marry someone who's white and have kids with them what is your white husband slash dad gonna teach your son about being a black man and I'm like I'm not gonna lie they can't teach them how to be a black man yeah. how to live as a black man but they can teach them how to be a good man yeah because that's the only person I'm gonna be dealing with good men yeah so yeah it's difficult you know the internet's out there you can always learn stuff there's this really great workshop i saw being run by project embrace they were teaching mm. um dads right white black whoever how to do their um black daughter's hair yeah and stuff like that so i think stuff like that's really fantastic and really nice so uh yeah i've got another question here from femi he just says well not question statement and i think this is a good one to um end on so love overcomes but only with wisdom compromise and, and compromise when dealing with different cultures, races, or faiths. I think that's a really good one. I think love will always overcome everything if it if there is that base level of respect and kindness and compassion yeah. when dealing with yeah, completely touch, not touchy subjects, but subjects that ha- are laden heavy, such as mm. culture, race, and faith. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a beautiful way to sort of end it with Femi's comment there, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, love does overcome mm-hmm. but with wisdom and compromise you got ed- depending you got on their yourself. if you are if you are a white person position. who um is in an interracial relationship yeah. or is just open to that sort of thing some advice i'd give you is just to always listen to your partner in terms of what they're saying to you about um how they feel and communication in terms of their race or culture or faith just um, like trying to listen like Um, like not compromising um being compassionate yeah and even educating yourself like if you're a white boy dating i don't know a black girl you could go on the internet and learn about natural hair or even ask her to like if you could help her twist it and stuff Mm. like that just things like that are really it's really nice to be like wow you're actually listening and just you know that's what I think should do. Just education. I think if you educate yourself from both sides, yeah. from the person of colour side and from the white side as well, mainly, yeah, I think that's... Mm, and be interested, I think, in all, in, um, always be yeah. interested. I think that's where me and Zoe are going to wrap up. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to um, the Disrespect podcast this week. I know it was a little longer, but, you know, me and Zoe just got on a ball and we just couldn't... 
you just can't stop. So is that what you want to say? Your goodbyes to the people? All right. Uh, yeah, nice one. FEF, thank you for having me on the podcast. No problem, um, It's nothing. Yeah. All right, well, guys. Nice one. Thank you very much. I'll catch you again later. And that's all I have to say about that.